And a good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Um, it uh, seems to be pretty well established that America is in the midst of uh, a change. The religious landscape in America seems to be changing. And uh, thanks to God that we've got a, a really um, insightful new survey uh, by the pillar. Uh, they are looking at some important questions, who we are, what we believe uh, in America, um, why Catholics leave, uh, why Catholics stay, uh, the effect of COVID on uh, religious behaviors. Uh, what about the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S? Uh, what do they believe? Why? How did they get there? Uh, what may be some ways of approaching them? And of course, a lot of uh, hot-button issues for Catholics, uh, trust of uh, the bishops, trust of the papacy. With me right now to talk about this is Brandon Hodge. Brendan Hodge, excuse me. He's a contributing editor at The Pillar and has done tremendous work on this survey. You can follow him at darwincatholic.blogspot.com. Brendan, good to have you here. Thanks. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Let's uh, Let's take a look at... Tell us a little bit about how the survey was conducted uh, and, you know, why you're confident that it's, uh, it, it properly reflects uh, the United States. Yeah, so we worked with a market research firm called Sentiment, and they do uh, both kind of market analysis for companies like, say, Procter & Gamble or a BMW that's researching a new product, and then they also do survey research on opinions. Uh, they work with places like Harvard and Stanford in the past. Mm-hmm. And they maintain a national sample group of people who answer online surveys for them. So that's a group of people who have opted into their, their platform. They answer surveys in order to earn kind of points. Uh, but they kind of mask who is doing the survey and what the purpose of it is until the person is in there. So there's this group that's been picked to look like America in terms of age, region, and sex, and they'll just get a, are you willing to spend 10 minutes taking the survey for us? And then when they get in, they'll start answering questions, and it may turn out to be our survey, but it's not like we will have biased them by saying, are you willing to take a religious (laughs) survey for the pillar? (laughs) Right, right. Okay, very good. Uh, Let's go with some... uh, Overview uh, questions. Uh, how many, what percent of Americans are actually attending religious service weekly these days? Yeah, so it is just under 40% of Americans that are attending weekly religious services these days. And how, uh, the number went down a bit uh, with the COVID pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit lower than it was before. Do we know how that compares with previous decades? So obviously our survey here is kind of a snapshot in time, sure. but uh, we have done some research in the past uh, from the General Social Survey, which yep. is a, a long-term survey that's been going since the 70s. And it turns out that uh, it, it has been pretty steady for a long time. One thing that you do see is that older Americans have, do attend religious services more often than younger Americans. Mm-hmm. So there is kind of a gradual reduction uh, as we kind of move through the generations there. So the, the generation that came out of the Great Depression and World War II went to church a bit more often than the younger generations that are around today. Mm-hmm. But it's moderately steady at that um, high 30%, low 40% level. So there's not, at first glance anyways, any dramatic drop 
in those who are willing to get out of bed on Sunday mornings and go to mass or go to, you know, preaching service or whatever. That's correct. For Americans as a whole, there's not much of a drop. Uh, for Catholics in specific, you do see a bit of a decline uh, yeah. among people who are uh, post-Vatican II, but unfortunately we don't have reliable surveys that go back pre-Vatican II. We could just say that the people who became adults before that period are a bit more likely to go to Mass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so within Catholics, there's a bit of a decline, um, and then there's but Catholics actually went to church more frequently in the past anyway, so you kind of you even out a bit uh, in the overall population. Okay. Uh, how much, what percentage of Americans... Uh, change their uh, religious identity uh, from, you know, they were raised uh, Baptist and they ended up becoming uh, Catholic or a Presbyterian. What, what different, what percentage changed their religious identity over time? Yeah, that was the, one of the things that really jumped out to us in our data. So we asked people two questions about their religious identity. First, we asked them, what's your current religious identity? And then we asked uh, what it was in their family when they were growing up. And what we found is that 28% of the people in our survey uh, describe themselves with a different religious identity now than they did uh, when they were growing up. Hmm. And, uh, and these are pretty broad, so this wouldn't be catching, you know, did you go from Baptist to Methodist? This is saying, are you Catholic, Protestant, Christian, kind of other, mm-hmm. Jewish, Muslim, nothing in particular. Okay. So people move between these big, broad buckets okay. uh, pretty frequently. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's significant. Um, let me ask about the so-called nuns, N-O-N-E-S. Uh, how, how many fall into that cate- category of nuns, and what does nuns mean? Yeah, so it's it's really... <laughs> It's kind of a survey term, because what uh, Pew Research coined the term a while back, and it's because when they take surveys of Americans on religious belief, they list a number of options, like Protestant, Catholic, Jewish, etc., and then they have a, an option where people can select nothing in particular. And what they found is that over time, more and more Americans are saying that their religion is nothing in particular. Uh, and we saw that in our survey as well. One of the things that we did is we broke it down by birth decades uh, to get a sense of what younger and older Americans are like. If you look at overall, sort of all of all Americans, uh, we saw that 14% of our respondents said that their religion was nothing in particular. Uh, but what you see when you break that down by age is that for people who are kind of middle-aged right now, people born in the 60s, 70s, and uh, 80s, they're right at about that average, about 14% say they have no religion. People who are older are less likely to say they have no religion. But people born in the 90s or in the 2000s, the people who are in their their early 30s or in their 20s now, uh, those people, 20% of them are saying that they have no religion in particular. So what we're seeing is an increase in the number of Americans who say that their religion is nothing in particular, and then the other group that's been increasing a bit is people who actually say they are agnostic or atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, among people born since 2000, so the very youngest people in our survey, uh, 17% said they were agnostic or atheist. Uh, I, I think it was maybe two, two decades ago that Robert Putnam published the book Bowling Alone, in which he made the point 
that America, uh, you know, at one time was uh, a lot of joiners uh, here, but people aren't joining. People still bowl, but they bowl alone. They're not members of a bowling league. Um, my father was a member of a bowling league. I've never been a member of a bowling league. I'd rather bowl alone. But so my question would be, is the fact that they're not affiliated with a religious uh, denomination or church, uh, is that simply a matter of uh, a general trend in America of people not joining? I think it is. One of the interesting things that we found is that among people who say they have no religion in particular, uh, a lot of them do still have some degree of religious uh, ideas or religious practices. So we found that about half of them say that they do believe in God. Hmm. Uh, about 20% of them say that they pray fairly regularly. Hmm. Uh, but there are also these people who say they have no religion in particular. They're kind of the, the ultimate non-joiners. Not only do they not have any religion in particular, but uh, and because they're sort of young, we tried dividing them up into decades, so you can kind of get a sense of comparing them, making a fair comparison. Among people who say they have no religion in particular who were born in the 80s, uh, 55% of them are not in a relationship at all, and only 27% are married. Wow. And if you want to compare some on that, in all the rest of Americans that age, people born in the 80s, 61% are married. Wow. So they're less than half as likely to be married. They were also less likely to identify with any particular political party. Um, they were twice as likely as other Americans to say that they don't usually vote, uh, rather than expressing a, uh, a party preference. Huh. So it's a, it's a really a, uh, it's a group that seems kind of disengaged from society. Wow, that is, that is, that's fascinating. Uh, I had not uh, heard that before. That is news to me. Um, that that correspondence with not joining or uh, not being engaged in a relationship, not being married, uh, uh, that's something I'm going to have to think about. Uh, that has to have signif- that has to have some significance for our ability to evangelize uh, the people of that uh, uh, cut from that cloth. Uh, when we talk about those who don't have religious affiliation, you mentioned, I think you said roughly half of them still maintain some sort of belief in. God or a higher power? Uh, what was that number? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, we we gave people a number of options to describe their belief in God. Uh, so 44% say they definitely believe in God. Okay. Uh, another 8% say, I find myself believing in God some of the time, but not in others. Then you've got 18% who say they don't believe in a personal God, but they believe in some kind of a higher power. Okay. So... Okay. That totals up to about 70% who have some degree of belief in God. And then you get into uh, 12% who are what you could call agnostic. They say that they don't know whether there's a God, and they don't believe there's a way to find out. Um, And then this also really struck me in terms of kind of the the ambivalence and alienation. Um, 8% say, I really don't care if there's a God or not. And, And that... When you look at all the rest of Americans, only 1% say that. So that, that really struck me as kind of an example of this kind of disconnection. Yeah. Um, and then 9% say they don't believe in God at all. Yeah. Wow. Um, again, there's, there's a lot there uh, for those of us who have a missionary impulse. Uh, there's a lot to go after. 
let me shift over uh, to talk a little bit about Catholics uh, and Catholic attendance. Uh, we hear that Catholics uh, are not attending Mass as regularly as they used to, that COVID has made it much worse. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll have to take a break and come back and unpack it even more. What are some of the basic numbers on Catholic Mass attendance? Yeah, so the basic number is that uh, prior to the uh, pandemic, we had about 41% of Catholics who said that they went to Mass every week, and then 41% who said they went less often, while 18% said they never went. Never went, went. okay. Uh, Hold it there if you would, uh, Brendan. We'll come back, continue conversation. I'm talking with Brendan Hodge. He's contributing editor at The Pillar, and they've just conducted an extensive survey on religious attitudes and practice, and so we're trying to unpack some of this. And it's a really wonderful, remarkable stuff. Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. With me is uh, Brendan Hodge, contributing editor at The Pillar. We're talking about this uh, new uh, study, uh, survey, on religious attitudes and practice, and we were closed off last segment talking about Catholic mass attendance, uh, current mass attendance. And let me, did, uh, did are my notes here right that you said forty seven percent of Catholics attend mass weekly? Forty one percent. Forty one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. They one. attend weekly. Okay. Very good. And how? What percentage attend less often? Another 41% attend less often, and then there are 18% who say that they never attend. All right. Okay. Do you have any sense uh, if that number is uh, declining from uh, a few decades ago? Um, Based on the general social survey, I believe that it has probably declined a bit from a few decades ago but you're kind of working between different sources there, so it's a little bit hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, do they? Um, do we know what percentage of Catholics have left, uh, you know, self-consciously no longer identify as Catholic? Yeah. So if we look overall at uh, people who... Um, grew up Catholic, uh, what we're seeing is that um, about 30% of uh, people who grew up Catholic uh, leave and now describe themselves as belonging to some other faith. Uh, It varies a little bit by age. Um, The period in which people were leaving the Church most are people who were born in the 50s through the 70s. So if you think about the fact that they would be coming of age 20 years later, those are people who are coming of age between 1970 and 1990, pretty chaotic time in the Church in right. many ways. Right. So those are the people who appear to have been most likely to have fallen away. And then if we look at where those people went, um, the single biggest destination for former Catholics is um, evangelical Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those people describe themselves as Protestants, some describe themselves just as Christian. But when you ask uh, if they are evangelical or born again, a majority of those people say that they are. Is that a different category than Protestant? That's an interesting question. We put we put two options out there, and this was following the way that the uh, Pew Research does their religious question. 
we allowed people to say either that they were Protestant, Catholic, or Christian other. And uh, a lot of evangelicals pick that Christian other group right. instead of Protestant. Right. That was kind of interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know in the uh, nearly 20 years I was part of that uh, community, uh, lots of people resisted the idea of being, quote, Protestant. Um, they felt that didn't adequately uh, reflect uh, the, the depth of their commitment or the intimacy that they felt uh, with God. And so they resisted that idea of Protestant, even though, you know, if you look doctrinally, that's where they would line up. But they didn't accept the designation. Um, do we know why people leave uh, the church? What, what do they say? So one of the questions we included was, if you ever stopped going to church for a year or more uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, why did you stop? Uh, so it, the goal here, it's not specifically why did you convert, because some of these people stopped going to church within their own religious tradition and then started again later or stopped and just never came back. But mm-hmm. we wanted to understand what is it that causes people to stop going to church every week. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, the number one reaction was, I moved away from the church I had been attending. That was 20% of people who had stopped going to church. Well, oh, um, oh, and then, well hold on a minute. <laughs> they moved. Geographically, they moved. They moved. Uh, from the and then ch- they stopped going to church. Yeah. I'd love to know how that, what the rationale, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just don't get that, but amazing. Yeah, and then another 17% said they moved away from their family and they stopped going to church. So uh, and, and that probably fits with, we also asked what age they were when they stopped going, and the majority of people who stopped going to church did so while they were a teenager or in their 20s, yeah. so like high school or college age or, or just out of college. Yeah. Okay. So I was really surprised that the reasons people gave were often these very prosaic things. I'm yeah. away from my family, and my, my work schedule changed was another one. And my work schedule or health changed, and it made it harder to get to church. Well, um, <laughs> for those of us who love theology and evangelization and uh, doctrine, uh, what percentage of them stop, leave, or stop attending for uh, theological or doctrinal reasons? Yeah, so I think there are a couple, there, there are two groups of theological reasons to think about here. One is almost an ambivalence. So 19% said, I did not feel that attending church mattered. Okay. And I think at root, that's a theological question. Yep. I mean, if we believe that we are encountering God in the Eucharist, right. then yep. it matters. It matters. Um, the other theological things were a little lower down, uh, and so we had uh, 14% said my belief about God or religious practice changed, uh, and uh, 4% said I stopped believing in God. Oh, okay. So it was fairly few people who actually completely stopped believing in God, but then some people, their, their beliefs changed, and that would probably align with maybe a conversion or uh, starting to feel like it wasn't important anymore or something like that. Catholics have been especially concerned about the abuse crisis, not only because of its impact on the victims, but because of the impact on the reputation uh, of the Church and of the priesthood. Did you get a sense of what percentage of people stopped attending Mass because of the abuse scandal? So one of the questions that we had on there was, I felt my Church or religious leaders were not living up to their beliefs. 
Um, and there were 11% of people who stopped going to church who cited that reason. Hmm. Uh, so I think that that would probably fall within that category. Okay, okay. Um, how about politics? Uh, every once in a while I get emails from people who object to uh, political views that are expressed on this program, and I'm sure they similar uh, church leaders and priests get similar letters too. Uh, what about uh, people leaving church or they cease attending because of the political views of the priest or of the denomination? Yeah, I've definitely heard similar complaints. So we did put a question out there that was similar. Uh, the statement we put out was, I felt like my church or religious leaders endorsed moral or political views that were wrong. Mm. And okay. we had 9% of people who had stopped going to church say that that was a reason that had caused them to stop going. Oh, okay. Um, there, I'm just curious at a personal level, uh, Brendan, what surprised, surprised you? Did anything... You know, when you were putting this together, I'm sure some of this stuff you said, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Was there anything that jumped out at you and you said, really? I had no idea. Just kind of across the entire survey? Or yeah, on a, across the whole survey. Um, I think that two things that jumped out to me a lot were, uh, number one, kind of in relation to this thing that we've been talking about, about how people stop going to church, is I had really thought that this would have a lot more to do with moral beliefs, with secularization, with people not believing in God. So right. I was surprised that so many of the reasons people gave seemed like really lame reasons. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be blunt, you know? I mean, uh, moving doesn't seem like a great reason to stop going to church. Right. I think it underlined that often, uh, for a lot of people, it's the habit that comes first. And when you break a habit, it can be very hard to restart it. And so until you get people to where they're at a deeper level and they they have a, a, a deeply held reason to want to go to church every week, that for a lot of people it's just a very everyday habit, and if they're there with their family and their community, they'll keep going. And if something breaks that habit, then they may stop. And so they really need that deeper connection. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that really surprised me is... Uh, you mentioned the abuse scandals, and I think that's something that really strikes us at the heart of, of so many Catholics. Mm-hmm. And so I, we put some questions in there about how much do you trust your pastor, your bishop, the U.S. Catholic bishops, uh, the Pope, uh, and even specifically, do you trust the U.S. Catholic bishops to deal honestly and transparently with sex abuse of the Catholic Church? Mm-hmm. And, and my thought was, given all of the headlines around this, that the answers would be pretty negative. Right. Um, and the thing that surprised me is that only 9% of Catholics who go to church said that they did not trust the U.S. bishops to deal with sex abuse in the church. Wow. And um, 76% specifically said that they did trust them. And then there's a, there's a certain number that are not sure. So I was surprised at the level of trust. Uh, people trust their pastor, they trust their local bishop, they trust the U.S. bishops. Pope Francis was the most trusted of all. And despite a lot of the political division that needs yeah. to come into how we discuss the Church, uh, we also tried looking at that trust for Pope Francis across political divisions, and really across liberals, uh, moderates, and conservatives. Yeah. Um, very high trust in the Pope, and very low levels of distrust. So that, that was surprising to me. Any difference, between, cons- 
Yeah, I mean that's I mean that that is a surprise to me. Any difference between conservatives trusting Pope Francis or liberals trusting Pope Francis? The numbers. Uh, there is a bit, yes. So for liberals, eighty-three uh, percent said that they trust Pope Francis. For conservatives, seventy-three percent. Yeah. Okay. So both pretty high numbers, yeah. but liberals a bit more. Yeah. And and uh, was there were mass goers uh, asked if they trust the Pope? Um, we, uh, we could, we split things both ways, um, and among mass goers, it was, uh, just kind of right in between there. So it was about 75%, uh, trust the Pope and, uh, about 10% don't. Okay. Okay. Um, do you, uh, let's go to COVID for a minute here. Um, as the, as it, it looks as though, uh, COVID has, uh, diminished the number of weekly mass attenders, uh, just eyeballing it myself. What do you have in the numbers, though? Yeah, so that, that was surprising and a little bit concerning. So of the people who... We had two questions on church attendance. We asked first, uh, prior to the pandemic, what was your usual practice? And we let people say, you know, do I go every week, some weeks, monthly, few times a year, yearly, never. Um so if you look at the people who say that we asked them first about before the pandemic, and then we said, since the pandemic, how frequently do you go? And what we found was that 75% of those who went weekly before the pandemic say that they're still going weekly. But 25% of people who were going weekly before the pandemic uh, either now say that they go less often, uh, or even 8% say that they never go anymore. Huh. So it, I, I was surprised how much decrease. Now, there is there is some there's good too. So there were people, ten percent of the people who before said that they went less often now say that they go weekly. So huh. when you net it out, the total number going weekly was down fourteen percent, and that that seemed very concerning. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. It would be interesting to know um, what would um, what would provoke them to return. Uh, Really, I'd love to know that. I, your survey didn't ask that kind of question, though, right? No, we didn't ask sort of what would it take to get you back. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Um, so, I, I guess from this, even though we're seeing diminished mass attendance subsequent to COVID, the generally speaking, we've not seen a, a major drop in mass attendance over the decades. Not not a huge one that we can track here now. Yeah, yeah. uh, you'd really have to go. I think the big question that's harder to get at through available social science data is uh, specifically for Catholics. There's a belief that there was a phase change as you went through the 60s. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the data sets that we have start in the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So the best proxy we have is that, well, older people go more, but then even among Protestants, older people go to church more. Yeah. Brendan, thank you so much. Uh, how can people stay in touch with the work at the Pillar there and, uh, you know, have access to information like this? Yeah, so we are at PillarCatholic.com, and it is a, a Substack-driven website. So you can put your email address in there, and you'll get updates from us every week. Very good. Brendan, thanks. Great job. Uh, really thank enjoyed you. it. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Hodge is a contributing editor at the Pillar. Again, the Pillar is a still a fairly new 
a journalistic enterprise, uh, and we've been quite impressed with their work and uh, love to give attention to it. I'm Al Cresto.